ask me to talk. Connection through conversation. Join self-described conversationalist Stacy Heller as she talks with guests about topics and ideas from the ridiculous to the sublime on Don't Ask Me to Talk. Now, here's your host, Stacy Heller. Hello, happy January 26th. I am, in fact, Stacy Heller. And um, unfortunately, I want to let you know at the top of the show that we have a really short show today because UW Women's Basketball. Do I have that right, Eric? I think it's UW Women's you Basketball. You are correct. Yeah, see, I'm not a sports person. I did theater. Neither am I, but I always <laughs> wish the UW Women's Basketball team the best. So of course. Go dogs. Exactly. That's what they are. They're dogs. <laughs> I'm like, I, I don't know. The Huskies. Know. Right, right, right. Of course. Right. Come on. Totally know that. So go Huskies. Um, so anyway, they are going to have their pre-show at 3.30, and so I am going to have a shorter show today. So I want to get right to it. Joining me today is my friend, colleague, and client. Yes, I am. Tennyson Jacobson. <clears throat> Welcome. Hi. Thank you. I'm very excited to have you here. I'm so excited to be here. And I know you're a little nervous. I am. I mean, I have been given no context for what is about to come. Usually I have context <laughs> with you, but I trust you. <laughs> I mean, that's an amazing thing. So um, we are going to talk in a little bit, and I'm going to make sure I don't spend too much time on me, which I know is off-brand. It's going to be so hard. It's but... really going to be hard. <laughs> <laughs> so I do want to give a quick update. So as I talked about last week, uh, Sunday was my mom's 81st birthday. So in an attempt to make sure that she felt the ult, you know, that ultimate extrovert felt loved and appreciated. I gathered up 81 birthday wishes from friends, my kids' friends. Like, just I put out an all call for birthday wishes and was able to gather 81, which, by the way, 81 is a lot. I think like, you exceeded that, didn't you? I did, actually. Yeah, did. yeah I, I got up to about, um, I think it's 88 and counting, actually. Wow. Um, and not that that ages a lot because my mother is so young, mm -hmm. but when you're counting, <laughs> <laughs> videos, it's a lot. <laughs> so um, I have to say, though, special thanks, as um, as you all know and are keeping track. I was trying to get Neil Diamond to wish mom a happy birthday, and that didn't happen. However, my dear friend, Cherry O'Neill, she uh, knows some people, a.k.a. her dad and <laughs> her sister, and my mom received birthday greetings from Pat Boone. Hey, kids, if you don't know him, look him up. He was bigger than Elvis at one time. <laughs> and um, her sister, Debbie Boone, of You Light Up My Life. And both of them sang a little ditty. Yeah. It's amazing. It's so cool. So thank you to Cherry. She is um, perhaps not a diamond, but she is a gem. Oh. Ooh. Look what I did there. <laughs> so clever. <laughs> I'm not so, surprised. Anyway, happy birthday, Mom. Um, happy birthday, Joan. You're going to have an amazing 81st year. Um, I'm going to make my Stacyism today very short, and it's going to apply to what we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. My Stacyism today is trust your gut. Mm. And, like, I feel like enough said there. Yeah, I don't even have a comment to that. I, I mean, it's just um, your gut will never steer you wrong. It is never, it's not positive, it's not negative, it is directive, mm -hmm. and it is short. So when something tells you to run, run. <laughs> I think it's really important 
Uh, you told me that before, and I think it took a few times of you saying it. And even, um, you know, you connected me to Brett and him saying it. Um, it's short, it's quick, and it's not positive or negative. And for somebody like myself who overanalyzes everything <laughs> um, to kind of keep falling back on that, mm-hmm. I love that you say that because it's, it's really true. Oh, yeah. And so many people, uh, you know, they when they think about their gut or their intuition or whatever it is, that sixth sense, whatever people refer to it as, yeah. um, you know, they end up, if there's a little voice that's saying, you know, anything like you should or you shouldn't mm-hmm. um, or, you know, just any other turns of phrase that are not just direct, mm-hmm. then it's not your sixth sense, your gut, your intuition. It's not yeah. those things. Yeah. So uh, the reason that that story works well Mm -hmm. is because Tennyson has quite a story. (laughs) And she is, uh, today, she has launched her podcast called Common Ground. You can find it on Apple. Um, You can also find it um, at her website, commongroundthepodcast.com. Well, and I think they have to search Common Ground, the podcast, as well, right? Yes. There's a lot of common ground out there. There is a lot of common ground (laughs) to follow. See what I did there? I see what you did there. You've been hanging out with me for a while. <laughs> so um, so professionally, you are a farmer's agent. Yes. Not like farmer's the agent insurance. of it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, you're like, let's talk turnips. <laughs> so no, yes, you're a farmer's insurance agent. But personally, you're a wife and a mother to two children. Mm-hmm. And you have... Um, launched this podcast as a personal, very personal um, passion project. Yes, I have. So there's, I will let you talk eventually, by the way. No, Um, it's all good. I'm enjoying myself. (laughs) So I want to let people know what it's about. So there's like the short story and then there's like Mm -hmm. the real story. Mm -hmm. So what's the short story? The short story is, is that, the crazy event that we went through, um, which this year will be eight years ago, it was on Mother's Day of 2013, and somebody broke into our home, and he broke in twice in the same day. So he came in during the day. Um, I had an experience with him, and then um, he ended up coming back in the middle of the night, 12 hours later. Um, and in that event, um, you know, somebody ended up being killed. And uh, spoiler alert, it was not Tennyson. Spoiler alert, it's not me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And probably not something close to me since I'm laughing. But um, yeah, no. So uh, it flipped our world upside down. Um, I, you know, we don't run in crazy circles. We are, you know, you know, just kind of live our lives and um, had no idea who this person was. And um, to be attacked in your own home, to be violated um, it, it just completely threw me off. And then, um, to go through the second experience when he came in and essentially, um, truly fight for our lives, um, it, it just completely threw us in a, um, a different world of knowing how to be. <laughs> and, um, after that happened, you know, we had so many news, um, sources reach out to us and want to do our story and the Today Show and, um, Glamour Magazine has done an article, and there's been a TV show. There's been all this uh, media out there about us, and we've never truly had, like, we've had some great people tell our story and try to help us, 
Um, but it's never been truly your own story of what happened. Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing for me with that story was that everybody focuses on the event itself and the, um, the like how crazy it actually was. Right. Um, and then it ends. And then for me, that's right where everything begins. Not just me, my family, my, our friends. Mm-hmm. Like that's where, I mean, I'm st- I still have issues. Two nights ago, I couldn't sleep. Last night, my my son wanted to sleep on the couch, and I left him. And then I was like, I'm just not comfortable with him even sleeping on the couch downstairs by himself. So, um, yeah, this is just my passion to – it's been a lot of years of healing, um, trying to find different modalities to find that healing. Not everything worked. Um, and so trying new things. And so I've really come a long way. I'm still making progress, but I've also met so many – incredible people because of it and I honestly to this day I can't even say that I regret going through that experience because of how much it's enriched my life um, moving forward and so I just want to my heart was always that we went through it for a bigger purpose and I never knew what that was and I was so conflicted with um, having the challenges but um, now it's it's kind of been on my heart to just share with others and hopefully provide hope and um, not just always talk about trauma stuff, but talk about all the challenges we face and we have in common together. So mm-hmm. I love that. Well, this Sorry, I, that was not short. That was long. No, that was but that was good. I mean, <laughs> that that actually told the both at the basic level. And, you know, you're right. I um on the way home the other night, um, I was with the kids and mm-hmm we saw a horrific accident Mm. and I thought, you know, everybody's rubbernecking and everybody's looking and you wonder what the Mm -hmm. story is. And whenever those incidents, I see something like that, Mm. I always offer up a prayer Mm. that I hope someone's life hasn't changed Mm -hmm. dramatically as a result of this. And it goes to what you're talking about where with the, you know, there's the story, which is sort of like, yep, there was a break in and these things happened but the real story is everything that's come after, as you said. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that you're focused on making sure that um, this traumatic experience, um, that you want to find healing and find common ground um, in unexpected places with unexpected people. Mm-hmm. What, How people measure their own personal trauma, mm-hmm. maybe it may be different than yours. Mm-hmm. But all of the things that you, um, all the things that you feel after something like this, there's a lot that people have in common with it. Yeah. And I think, you know, honestly, there's very few people I could name in my life. And I know quite a few people just because of, um, you know, we used to own a gym that builds a pretty big community. Uh, My husband being a firefighter, we know quite a few people. And honestly, there's not many people I can think of that haven't been through some sort of a traumatic event. Um, or know somebody that goes through it. And what I've found through, you know, the last several years, I I mean, I love talking to people. I love going on a deeper level and asking questions and really getting to know who you are. Um, And I have found so many people, either they don't know how to talk about it or Mm -hmm. they don't want to talk about it or they've tried to talk about it with somebody, but it didn't really go anywhere. Um, And so it's just, my passion to like, even if I can just share my experience and somebody hears that, even if they don't do anything with it, but they can hear that then. um, But we really do have so much in common. Even if it's a different experience, 
Trauma well, is trauma in different ways. And I so appreciate the fact that you <laughs> give people permission to to understand that there's no yardstick by which to measure trauma mm-hmm. and the definition of trauma for you. And you also, what I really admire about you, is that you don't sit in a victim mentality. You sit in a survivor mentality mm-hmm. and that it's not about what happened and going back. Mm-hmm. It's about what happened and moving forward. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the fact that, you know, you and I have joked about, um, you know, whether your trauma is being bullied or having acne as a kid, you know, you fully are like, that's traumatic to a preteen boy or girl. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not going to tell them otherwise because mm-hmm. the feelings of um, being alone in your experience and not knowing who to talk to about it or what resources are available, mm-hmm. no matter what it is, your point is that we can find common ground. Totally. Yeah. I Thank love you. that. Thank you. Now, we had to make a big decision with the podcast about the launch. So you actually launched today all the episodes. <laughs> but this was like, so this was a group decision because yeah. we live in a... Um, a binge culture world. Yes. And, <laughs> you know, and let's face it, your story is so interesting. And, you know, you don't feel like you're rubbernecking on this. You really share so much depth and perspective. And Kyle is on the show. Mm-hmm. And you have Jeff, um, who is your current therapist and you talk about it and just all the different impacts that it has had and the ripple effect. And so it's not just that rubbernecking. It's Mm -hmm. like you want to know the story. Yeah. And so I think that's kind of cool. The other thing is I would argue that dropping it all at once, it's like your story is no longer the story of this yeah it's everything as we said that's come after yeah and so um you know moving on and healing and telling your story your way and having the confidence to do it Mm -hmm. you know I feel like you could do a whole show on what the process of doing a podcast has been like for you oh my gosh yeah it's um (laughs) new territory for me uh that's for sure and you know me I I mean I would have given up on this so many times if it wasn't for you and your encouragement and um it is so outside of my comfort zone I am not a speaker um I like to know exactly what I'm doing I like to be the best at what I'm doing and uh speaking about something that's traumatic and knowing how to discuss it without going up like my therapist says I mean he doesn't tell me I'm in an emotional cloud but I know I'm in this emotional cloud Mm -hmm. and so um doing all that with something that's brand new is um, really hard. And I've, I mean, even this last week of launching the podcast, I, I was almost like, what am I doing? Do, do we need to just take all these down? Like, <laughs> as I listen no. to myself, I'm like, I'm annoyed by myself. Um, I know you're so hard on yourself. And I, I will say <clears throat> that um, the trick is just to not go back. I always say that like when I record the show or when I record anything, I'm like, it's a fever dream. <laughs> I know. I, I just like, just let it go. I figure we'll do that in the following seasons. I know you guys are awesome. You wanted to make sure we absolutely got everything right, which I really appreciate. But yeah, no, it's, um, I'm excited. And, you know, I do think um, 
part of who I am is like I know uh, being uncomfortable is where you grow. And I am thankful that I'm able to be uncomfortable, whether that's mm-hmm. like I think about it, about it a lot in business. Like I've put myself a lot in um, uncomfortable new things to mm-hmm. try just because I'm like, hey, I want to be good at what I'm doing. I want to help people. Um, and so I know that, you know, you have growth in in the uncomfortable. And I just, um, I mean, thankfully for you or to you, you're somebody I have next to me. So it just, you know, helps me get through it. Well, and I just, you know, I, I love watching the journey from, you know, you and I talking about this at the beginning and kind of like dancing around the idea. You were like, I mean, I kind of was like maybe thinking sort of about this like thing. And meanwhile, (laughs) I'm like, yes, I totally, you know, I mean, right there, that's like the first step. And, you know, and you taking control of the narrative and then throughout the process and having fits and starts about what direction it's taking and what you needed in order to be your best. I mean, these are life lessons. Mm -hmm. So realizing that, you know, okay, I can't carry the burden alone. I need to be in partnership with like Kyle, your husband. Mm -hmm. I need to be in partnership with like my production team. Mm -hmm. Um, I need to, you know, have people around me that are going to support me. Like that's a life lesson to, to remember. And even though you're already the best at being you, Mm -hmm. sometimes you need someone to bring out the best. Yeah. Other than Hellman's mayonnaise. I think it also speaks, I mean, I'm going to turn it back to you because uh, it just speaks to you and your way of working with people. Because, I mean, that conversation came from me hiring you to help with business stuff. And you offered the idea of a podcast, but it wasn't, even though you knew my story, it was a different version. And then I I felt comfortable enough with you to be able to say, hey, I think this might be more. There's very few people I would feel comfortable to admit that to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you... You definitely bring that out. So. Well, I had to, I had to open the door so that it could be kicked wide open. Yeah, that's. A, I like that. That's and good. you know, and it's not about sensationalizing it, um, yeah. Yeah. at all. I mean, you know, and that is something that throughout the process, <laughs> that's the other thing that I really um, have admired about the way that you've handled this whole process and the way that you and Kyle talk about it and the way that you're doing it is that it's not about sensationalizing it. It's about I'm going to lay the foundation. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell the story and I'm going to get it out of the way mm-hmm. so that people can stop wondering and whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then you want to move on to the good stuff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I love the idea um, that, you know, in season two, you want to talk about a whole bunch of different things mm-hmm. and have different guests and and really explore this idea Um with whomever it may be. Yeah. Of course, um, now that you've dropped, um, I'm trying to think, is it seven seven, of an, seven so. episodes? Um, there are a couple more that we may release a little bit later mm-hmm. that are, um, you know, it's a process doing a podcast mm-hmm. and really figuring out what jives with the season, what's the right tone. Mm-hmm. And so we may release some extended cuts. Oh, yeah. Uh, later. <laughs> And um, and we're also planning on doing a Facebook Live because I think there's a lot of people that will have questions about this. And yeah. I know you want to be able to answer them for people. I know. No, I've always wanted a question and answer episode. Um, 
just because I mean, I think those are one of my favorite podcasts to listen to when people have just listeners ask questions. And um, but I also like listening back to the season. I'm like, I don't even know what people would have questions on just because it's pretty well covered. But it is. Well they covered. always do. So it's it'll be good. Well, and, you know, if you think about it, when we first started recording, um, at first you were telling the story. Mm-hmm. But then what we talked about is the fact that sometimes when you tell your own story, you leave things out because it becomes you're telling it by rote. You're yeah. not, mm-hmm. you know, the details that people want to know. Mm-hmm. And so then we switched to a format where I had the opportunity to interview you and ask questions. And suddenly that made you think about details that mm-hmm. people are going to ask about. Yeah. And that you either forgot um, because, you know, you're like, that's seriously, like, that's the least of my things. But mm-hmm. that's the thing people want to know. Or because yeah. you sort of blacked it out. I thought it was interesting when we had the conversation with you and Kyle mm-hmm. and hearing the two perspectives and the I things know. that you were focused on. Well, and how he, like... He talked about thinking his parents picked us up. I'm like, what do you, you drove us home. Like, how do you, like, it was so interesting. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the things that you remember. And it, so it shows you how mm-hmm. in any situation that you have, um, there are, however many people are involved, there's that many versions of the truth plus one more. Yeah. Which is, you know, the one that there's no one there to report on because it's yeah. just what happened. Well, and our setup was really good because, it allowed me to also like I'm so used to rushing through it because it's it's kind of a long story in a way like there's the first event then there's what happens after that then there's the second and then there's what happens after that and so right. when people want to hear the story I'm used to kind of like almost barfing it out at them just like blah, blah, blah. like this is what happened and telling it this way allows us to pause and like find those moments of um where I get emotional and where mm-hmm. I still get emotional. Like even listening to the podcast, I get emotional when I hear myself getting emotional, of course. But um, and then, you know, Kyle stepping in after that and then having some of those same same moments. Mm-hmm. So we miss those when we just kind of retell our story just whenever it is. So, yeah. Well, and as a witness, <laughs> it was such a love story between the two of you mm-hmm. um, to watch the way that you connected over it. And yeah. I think that that was uh, such an interesting thing. Um, yeah. Now, the the gut piece, the trust your gut. Mm, yeah. Um, this was a theme that really ran through the podcast. Yeah. In terms of you having a feeling at mm-hmm. different times throughout the incidents or, you know, the unfolding of the process or yeah. whatever yeah. that, um, you know, you it's taken a long time for you to like realize like oh that's what that was Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I um I'm classically I still am a people pleaser and so when I am in it's not like I walk around all the time with these gut feelings about stuff like I'm always analyzing and then wanting to please people yes Uh, (laughs) and uh this was a real experience for me to learn like um, I had a gut feeling about something after the first event and not really know what to do with it. And then, you know, see how gut feelings are kind of responded to, not positively or negatively, just how they're kind of responded to. And then after everything plays out to see how my gut was correct, which probably wouldn't have changed anything in our story. I, I think how our story worked out was 
um, exactly how it was supposed to be. Um, and I'm, I'm unfortunately thankful for that. It's not, yeah, no, I'm I'm glad I went, you know, that everything happened how it was, but, um, no, it was allowing, allowed me to look at how your gut instinct is, um, I'm like, dang, (laughs) wow. Like there is a reason why you get that gut feeling. And when people tune in and they listen, you know, I bring up those points and we kind of hit them Mm -hmm. as far as, um, I didn't understand it at the time. I just knew I had a feeling about something and then you couldn't kind of look back and see why you had that. Um, so I just, to me, my heart and our story was saying, Hey, if you're whoever you are, man, woman, and you have a feeling of, unsafety or um something doesn't feel right like me classically being a people pleaser I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings so I might try to push that down ignore it and that could be a really life-changing decision if you don't listen to it and so I'm still in this process of trying to if I feel uncomfortable in a situation um potentially that I am unsafe listening to that because it's better to do that than to hurt somebody's feelings momentarily. Right. Well, and I think that brings up, um, you know, the other point that you really are trying to make throughout the podcast about, you know, how anything that you go through is going to have aftershocks and after effects and Mm -hmm. especially on feelings of safety, security, um, mental health, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And that, there's a lot of different ways that people are going to process it. You talk with Kyle about processing it. You talk yeah. with Jeff about that. And so the mental health component, I think, is is a great thing that you talk about that, you know, you're just letting people know and, again, giving them permission, mm-hmm. whatever shape or form it takes, yeah. you know, find find your people and, mm-hmm. you know, you're trying to create a a village of sorts with this. Yeah, I I think there are incredible resources for people. I just don't think every resource is, like a resource that works for you might not work for me. We are different. We work differently. And um, going through our process, you know, I had a therapist in the beginning. I realized I'm not getting better. And to me, I mean, I was in a very dark place. It, It sucked. So I wanted to be out of it. And so I was like, okay, well, if if this is just not going to continue to help, I need to find another route. And so, um, like, I talk about getting on medication. That's not something I ever thought I would do, like big medication. Mm-hmm. Um, while pre- that annoys me. Um, trying other therapies. So, um, yeah, I think I, that is definitely the message that don't just try one. Try multiple and mm-hmm. believe that you can um, heal. Well, unfortunately, we're already out of time. I know. That's crazy. But um, I want people, again, look for um, look for Tennis and Story, the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's commongroundthepodcast.com or look for Common Ground the Podcast on Apple. Mm-hmm. Take a listen to it. It is a story of community. It's a story of healing. It's a community or a story of finding the right mental health providers. Um, and it's a love story. Oh, it yeah. is. Um, and, you know, you also have an Instagram page and a Facebook page that people can follow, right? Yes. Yep. Comment around the pod- podcast. podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and listen next week when I have um, my guest, Brian Brooks. He's a tech consultant, a photographer, and my first love. Thanks, everyone. Stay connected, not close.